Hi, and welcome to Serendipities, Synchronicities, and Repeating Digits. Uh, my name is Bella Light. Um, I know I'm probably sometimes reversing those two words, but I figure, eh, whatever comes out. <laughs> I'm really sleepy, so sleepy. Uh, it's been kind of an exhausting several days for me. Um, my dogs are even exhausted. We had to travel out of state for divorce mediation, and um, uh, and flying for these two is difficult. You know, it just takes a lot out of them, and me too, and um, we're beat. But I wanted to record this last night to share a little story that I think is just so amazing, um, and I was just too exhausted to do it. Um, and because of flying in and everything and having been up, you know, really, really early, more than I'm used to. <laughs> Excuse me, I had to get a drink of water. But, um, <laughs> so, and, um, so I was going to record it last night and I didn't get to. And then I thought, well, um, I'm just so tired tonight too, but I don't want to keep putting it off because sometimes when you don't, you know, record in time or, you know, journal about the experience or something, you know, parts of the memory start to fade and then it's not as good. So, um, I had been, um, when I moved into the apartment building that I'm in now, it was because I left in an incredibly abusive relationship. Um, and it was very, very hard for me. But uh, I'm just kind of trying to lay a backdrop to the story so that you understand the significance of it. Um, uh, so, you know, I would, I had so many synchronicities happen. It was like the, you know, um, the universe, if you want to call it that, was just sort of laying out the crumbs for me to follow. Um, it just things unfolded for me in the most miraculous of ways. And, um, I was really, I left him afraid of my own shadow. Um, and I just had such a hard time with change and letting go more than anybody I've ever seen in my life. And I've known him, you know, had him in my life since I was 15. So it was really bad. Um, so the apartment building I had moved into, I was, I was sitting up in my apartment with the dog with, uh, I just had Paco at the time and, one of my chihuahuas <laughs> and, uh, feeling like homesick and thinking about my grandparents and this and that. And, um, I went and took Paco outside for a little walk. It was, um, fall and I was going in to the front of the building and there's a couple benches there and there's a couple of guys that sit there, you know, some of the older gentlemen that live in the building, elderly, really nice. And, um, they used to sit there and hang out, but this was the first time I had seen them. Um, there were a couple there and there was one that sat on the other side. And when I stopped to talk to the one, he was just automatically friendly. And I felt a connection that was really interesting. And, um, and especially because I had been feeling this deep, like thinking about my grandparents and feeling sad, uh, that I just felt so sort of alone. And I think that, um, out of my grandparents, it was like my grandpa and my dad's side and my grandpa and my mom's side were kind of my favorite people <laughs> more so than my grandma's even. Um, but he instantly 
just something about the way he was sitting and his mannerisms, not so much completely appearance, but a little bit reminding me of my grandpa on my mom's side. And I thought, wow, here I was up there feeling like so alone in the world. Like just, I felt like just completely, absolutely alone and missing this familiarity of family being, you know, that's passed on and everything. And, um, this man just appears, <laughs> feels like he just appears when I needed him the most. And I just instantly like was taken aback by the, um, you know, the similarities and things like that. And something my grandpa used to say all the time was, all right, girl, okay, girl, you know, um, all right, girl, take it easy. You know, just, he would call me and, you know, like my sister or granddaughter's girl, you know, I even heard him call my grandma that it was really sweet, just really sweet. Um, because he was kind of one of those guys who couldn't say, I love you. He was just like too sort of, I guess it was sort of a macho thing to a degree, maybe, or maybe he was uncomfortable expressing himself emotionally. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, he just called everybody girl um, that he loved that was a female, his daughters, his granddaughters, his wife. And I was talking to this older man sitting here and meeting him for the first time. And um, he said, all right, girl, I went to when I was walking away, I was opening the door to the lobby of the apartment building. And he said, all right, girl, you take it easy. And I mean, it just stopped me in my tracks. I turned around and looked back behind me because I had already walked past him. I just, it was unbelievable the way he was leaning, the way he said it. And it was like instantly like, um, I'm not alone. I, that felt like my grandpa came down from heaven and assumed this position, you know, this person, this persona um, because obviously my grandpa can't reappear. That would probably freak me out <laughs> too much, but it felt that way. And I'm not necessarily saying that's what happened, but it felt like he assumed this persona that I needed during this incredibly painful, traumatic time in my life. And, um, and he has appeared to me so many times that it has just been amazing. He, he lives downstairs, but I mean, I'll be, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat is so dry because I'm so tired. Um, I'll just run into him, run into him at the most miraculous times when I seem to need him the most, and the things he says to me are just unbelievable. They will correlate with whatever's going on in my life for a long time. So, so now I'm getting to what happened. That was the synchronicity. Um, um, I love pennies. Uh, my grandpa on my dad's side gave them to me my whole life. It was just something very special to me. And anytime I'm troubled or anything, I seem like I start finding them. And I feel like it's, you know, my grandpa, you know, like pennies from heaven, um, like a book that I have written on Amazon. Um, and um, so they just, and I like get really excited to find them it's too. I just feel like it's like striking gold or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, Excuse me one minute. Sorry, I had to take a drink again. My throat is so dry. But uh, so I get excited finding them. And I had gotten back from this really emotional trip. Um, actually, let me take it back a notch. Uh, 
Tom was the name of the man that sat out front and he had, he always prays. He's like a minister. He says he was a minister and he's been doing that for 42 years and you can tell he's very close with God. And, um, but he also, um, you know, he has some mental, a little bit of mental illness. He takes, you know, um, maybe bipolar and sometimes he says things, you know, that you can tell, but it, but it doesn't matter. He has a really close spiritual relationship and he said he was a minister and he's always used to sit up front and try to get me to, you know, let him not baptize me, but he would call it that there was no water or anything. He just wanted me to recite the sinner's prayer. And I wasn't really into that necessarily, but you know, I obliged because I was really having such a difficult time and it was going awful for me as far as I was concerned at the time because of the pain that I was in. It wasn't necessarily going awful, but the pain that I was in was just too much. And, um, and so I decided, you know, what the heck, I'm just going to give it a try. He keeps saying everything will change and I'll feel better. He's been telling me this for months. And, uh, so he had, I sat down on the bench next to him in front of the building and he read it to me and I recited it back to him. And he told me that he watch how God was going to start blessing me. And, um, I looked down and there was a penny on the ground and they mean so much to me anyway. And I smiled so big. I was like, my, I could feel my face light up and it made his face light up. I was like, Oh my God, you know? And he's like, see, see, he's blessing you already. And, um, I was so happy. It was just like, just the best feeling. And I felt so, you know, just good for, for a change. When I got down there, I was a crying mess. <clears throat> I left my apartment just thinking I got for a walk and hoping kind of to run into him or one of the older men that I could sit and talk to a little bit to ease my pain. <laughs> and, um, but that was the best feeling seeing how happy it made him look that I found that penny. And I don't think two people could have been happier over a penny than we were right then and there. <clears throat> and I love finding them on the ground. So that gets back to the present. Um, I had gotten back from out of state divorce mediation. It's, it was such an emotionally trying week. It's just, my heart ached and I just wanted to die. It was terrible. And um, and yesterday I was exhausted. I flew in and then my sister wanted to come over at like after work at 9 PM to hang out cause she missed me and had some gifts for me for the new apartment I'm going to be finally moving into. And, um, I ate and then I was going to take a nap until my sister came, but then my dog wanted out one of them. He wanted out. And so I was like, Oh God, I'm so tired. Oh God, I'm so tired. Um, but, you know, um, I had to take him. So when I went out, I decided, you know, while I'm out here, let me check my mail because I've been out of town for two weeks and I, don't, I haven't been getting it. I didn't put a stop on it. So I went and it was nighttime. It was dark out. Oh, yeah, it was dark because it was about 6 p.m., 6.30. It was getting dark. But I, um, I was thinking on the way up the step that um, about that day that Tom and I sat there and I found the penny. And... I'm approaching this, you know, my dog sniffing to go right there. And I look down and there's a penny and I'm like, oh my God, you know? And I started just thinking again about that moment with Tom, you know, and, um, there was a second penny and I haven't seen Tom. He kind of sometimes can not want to come out of his apartment for a couple weeks at a time. And other times you'll see him sitting out of the bench, but he's been more of an introvert for a while, the last several months. And I haven't seen him much at all, unless I go knock on his door to bring him like some pizza or say, you know, whatever I, I do that sometimes. And, um, lo and behold, when I walked into the building, 
there he was sitting in the chair and I just was never so happy to see anybody. I was like, Oh my God. And he's like, Hey, where have you been? I hear you're leaving us. And I said, you know, and he was just, we were talking about my, my ex and, um, a lot of, he, he likes to talk about the Bible and God and, you know, how the, he feels the devil is, the, of course, I have a different belief system than that. I believe in God, but I follow Abraham Hicks type beliefs and the law of attraction and source that we all are one with the universe and the creator because we are co-creator. But, um, you know, I think that any spirituality is a good thing because it's being positive and he just the stuff that he said to me was just I, I got goosebumps and chills you know he was talking about um that you know um he had said something about don't worry about tomorrow Bella because God's got it taken care of and you know I was like oh my god because I've been worrying and worrying and worrying you know um about what's going to happen. I have this move coming up and I'm so freaked out over, um, my disability checks getting held until a certain amount that was paid and overage is paid back. It's just a long story, but I just have been so worried. And it was like, all the messages were like, everything's going to be okay. And I got upstairs, we were talking about my ex and he was like, the devil has him, you know, the devil has him. And I said, well, he is an atheist. He doesn't believe in God or anything. He doesn't believe in anything. And he says, you know, um, so when I got upstairs, one of the two pennies that I found was 1990. And that is the year that my soon to be ex-husband and I met that I had just been talking to him about, about things that were giving me goosebumps with him with the, the minister Tom, you know, and, um, so I said, you know, I ran upstairs and I wrapped him up a couple slices of this pierogi pizza that I had gotten to run back down to the lobby and give them to him. And then I, by that time, it was like time for my sister to come and she shows up with a pizza and we have the nicest visit. And she gave me all of these beautiful housewarming gifts for my new apartment coming up. And I went to bed feeling really good. And I tried to keep mindful. And then when I got up today, it was just nice. Think things were, went really peaceful and flowing. And, uh, and then I got home and my sister called me crying with excitement though, that, um, she had had, unfortunately her car was broken into, um, to a degree at a place she works out a gym and they stole money that she had made at her night job that was in the console of her car. And she was just devastated and she didn't want to go to the police, but you know, because the, this gym owner asked her not to, and she doesn't like, she's one of those people who don't like to cause issues and blah, blah, blah. But she ended up deciding to go and she got a call today that the police caught the person who took her money and she was going to be getting her money back. And she was just crying. And I'm like, wow, it's just one synchronicity after another. It's just amazing. And, uh, I love when it happens like that. I really do. And it makes me go, wow, I must be keeping my vibration up. <laughs> if you follow Abraham Hicks, you know, um, I just love her way of thinking just 99% of it. I totally agree with and love it. It's changed me. Um, but yeah, I mean, cause when I get on a, a good flow, it just seems like everything just keeps 
coming, you know, um, like that. And, and it's been really good. And I just have to keep realizing that it's going to stay that way. But, you know, that was just pretty wild with finding, was thinking about Tom and that penny, finding the pennies, thinking about Tom walking in and there's Tom whom I haven't seen in the lobby in months. And there he is just sitting there by himself, like waiting to just give me a message like an angel sent down. And everything he told me was everything I needed to hear right then and there and more. And, and then the penny that I find being 1990, the year I met my ex. And we've been together ever since. And it's been a heartbreaking experience. But it was a heartbreaking experience living with him too a lot. Because he was a narcissist and just a lot of things that weren't very good for me. But um, I just wanted to share that story with you. And have it so that I could listen to it again and remind myself of the magic that surrounds us when I'm feeling down. I hope maybe it lifted your spirits a little bit and helps you look for those synchronicities. And I promise the better you start to feel in life and the more you relax and sort of go follow that path of least resistance, the more these nice things keep happening and it makes you feel good. And then others around you end up feeling good. And it's just really a nice thing. So I hope you, um, enjoyed my synchronicity story tonight and if you um have you know lived through a relationship with a person with antisocial personality disorder of some sort uh you might benefit from stopping by my website lifewithasociopath.net i have a forum set up there i'm trying to get some people to come um and uh interact with me there so i can talk and you know exchange you know just tips and information and just get to know each other. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. You have yourself a wonderful night.